3: Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast.
4: Welcome in to the Wednesday edition of the Pack of Day Podcast. I am your host, Steve per Now, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> I am your host, Dusty Evely, uh, because today we are here for with a very special guest. We are here with... Uh, I'll ask Steve and Sarah how they're doing in a minute, but today we're here with Lori Fitzpatrick. Lori is a writer for Jaguar Report over at Sports Illustrated. She's a podcaster for Jaguars Brawl and just an overall... Uh, good person, I suppose, and does a lot of really good Jaguars film work over on Twitter as well. Um, so follow over there if you get a chance. Uh, we're here with Lori Fitzpatrick uh, this week. Lori, how are you?
5: Pretty good, pretty good. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like I've, I've known you forever, but we never really had a chance to kind of sit down and really talk football. So I'm excited I'm. And- not excited to play the Packers, but, I, you know, I'm excited for this conversation.
4: <laughs> I, man, listen, we'll so. take the excitement however we can get it, man. Um, I'm also here with, as always, Steve and Sarah. Steve, Sarah, it's been, you know, God, it feels like, what, two months since the last Packers game. How are you guys doing?
6: I mean, I, I'm doing good. It, it was weird. We tried to have a Madden game, and Madden EA Systems took a dump on us and wouldn't let us talk to each other mm-hmm. while we played. Yeah, uh, I mean, I have to say, I did destroy you. It was it was pretty outstanding. Uh, my daughter, then... my daughter
4: had the control, Steve. I don't...
6: Sure, <laughs> sure,
4: sure, sure, sure. Whatever you guys say, buddy. Whatever you guys say. Listen, I'm bad at um, Madden. I'm not going to apologize for that. I know, I know.
6: Uh, I'm excited though. It's going to be a lot of fun to preview the game with Laurie. And um, yeah, I mean, Packers six and two halfway through the year. Uh, you can't ask for any more. Yeah. yeah, Sarah, how are you?
7: I'm good. I'm excited that you're hosting the episode, Dusty. I think this will be a lot of fun. And then, Lori, of course, thanks for joining us. And, yeah, it was great. Packers played on Thursday night. UCF had a bye on Saturday. And so I kind of had the whole weekend off to just watch games and not stress about my team. So that's always nice. It was a lot of fun. And now they're both back this weekend, so I'll be stressed out again. (laughs) Hooray. Wow,
5: UCF. You're a UCF fan.
7: Yeah, I went there. So I live in Orlando. Oh, wow.
5: Oh snap! Look at that. That's awesome. Yeah. So UCF, one of the two Central Florida teams. I mean, I guess Jacksonville is pretty much, you know, Central Florida. I, I mean, not really, but like, you know, a lot of actual fans that are uh, Jaguars fans are also UCF fans. So that's the reason why I say that. Mm-hmm. Even though you know it's like more of the Gator, um, you know that that's where more of the Gators are. But mm-hmm. um, still a lot of UCF guys, especially. For um from Blake Bortles, so
7: You're right. Yeah, there yeah. was a lot of people that kind of jumped on the bandwagon. I that I went to school oh, with. Oh, sorry Bortles. for them. Yeah, <laughs> when he went to the Jaguars,
5: so
4: the immortal Blake Bortles. Um, <laughs> oh. I forgot he was. We call the...
5: him the boat down there. Okay. You know, best of all time. Yeah. <laughs>
4: All right. Uh, let's run down uh, before we before we kind of jump into the matchup. A couple news and notes from today. So uh, for Rob Domovsky and I guess uh, Schneidman and whoever covers the Packers at this point, I guess. Uh, Jordan Love, removed from the COVID list. Remove from the COVID list. It's not going to make any difference for the game this weekend, but he's not on the list anymore. Still on the list, uh, Chris Barnes and AJ Dillon. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, Love never actually tested positive. He was just in close contact with people who did. Uh, Yeah,
7: him and and Barnes are roommates. Yeah, that's right.
4: That's right. So we'll get to see Jordan Love's lovely face on the sideline. Um, And that's the only difference that that news will make. Uh, In other Packers related news, Tremont Williams signed with Baltimore which is exciting. I always kind of hoped maybe he'd, he'd find his way back to Green Bay, something would happen there, but I think Baltimore's a good fit for him. Uh, kind of excited to see him out there for sure. And I guess the last bit that I've got is uh, Chris Myers, Brock Heward, and Greg Jennings are on the call this weekend. So I know we kind of we, – we joked about them a little earlier, but I thought they did a good job. And I watched – I can't remember what game they did this past weekend. Watched some of that games this past weekend. They're not bad. They're not bad. Greg Jennings uh, got, all, got a lot of insight there, so I think that's fine. It's fine
2: um
6: outside of his like need to say I want to be back I want to be back in the good graces of Green Bay like we we get it, bro. You know you want to be back here. You, you, you've burned enough bridges. Keep doing what you're doing on the broadcasting side. You'll get back eventually. We let Favre back in, and he was a
4: quarterback for the Vikings. Come on. I feel yeah, like eventually it'll happen. I feel like instead of saying you want to get back in the good graces, like just do things that get you back in the good graces. Don't you don't have to tell people you're going to do it. Just go Way ahead. Way better and do it. idea. Yeah, <laughs> it, better maybe idea. someone should tell them, I guess, but. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it should be fun. And yeah, I think we talked about it before. Brock, you just kind of looks like Dolph Lundgren. Got a Dolph Lundgren thing going on, which I appreciate when they show him in the booth. I kind of dig it. Um, all right. That's it for our news and notes. Uh, let's get to know Lori a little bit. So we're going to dive into the package Jaguars here. But as always, we are going to jump in with some get to know you questions. So, Sarah, start us off.
7: Yes. So whenever we have a guest, the first question we always ask them is what is their favorite Oreo? So we are Oreo fans on this podcast. We love Oreos. But then there are also specific Oreo flavors that we aren't huge fans of. So we're curious to hear what your favorite is.
5: That's such an interesting question because when I first saw it, I thought, well, Oreo is a flavor. So um, I wasn't really sure where to go with that. I mean, I'm going to say cookies and cream, a.k.a. original and I'm going to go, go with maybe, uh, you know, original.
6: That is a very acceptable answer that you're allowed to stay on the podcast now.
5: <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, I want to go with double stuff, but sometimes the milk. But I heard that's not real milk because it's vegan friendly. So I just like, <laughs> but mentally kind of mess me up. So I don't go with the double stuff, original OG Oreo all day. Let's go. Okay.
6: I like it. I like it. Uh, all right. So let's say pre or post COVID. What would be a dream vacation for you? Like, where would you want to go? Somewhere in the world that you've never been before.
5: Post COVID, I'm I'm kind of curious what my answer would be. Pre COVID, <laughs> I mean, you know, if it was like give
6: two different answers, if you want, yeah.
5: Okay. Um. Well, not. Nah, um. Honestly, I want to go to Thailand and kind of, like, meditate with some monks. I think that would be really enlightening and peaceful and relaxing. So that is my dream vacation for sure.
4: I We've not gotten that one yet. That's a good one. I yeah. like that
5: one. Hang uh, around with Puff the Magic Dragon. Just chill, you know? There you
6: go. <laughs> I mean, I may have gotten drunk near some monks in Thailand once. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but it's, I would have suggested are yeah, like,
5: I may have kicked a monk before. I, mean, I did not do that. <laughs>
6: no.
4: That you remember. You have to be respectful. That's true. Thank you, Steve, We're always respectful here. Uh, <laughs> all right, Loria. I, so I don't like the term uh, "guilty pleasure," but we're gonna go with this here. What is your favorite guilty pleasure movie?
5: Not X-rated, because the way that it sounds.
4: We'll say I'm not X-rated. We're gonna oh. we're gonna keep it below <laughs> X-rated.
5: <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. All right,
4: um, we'll I like answer off the air. <laughs>
5: That one is our After Dark show. That's right. Um, uh, Legally Blonde, I think, would probably be one of them. I really love that, but it's not um, even guilty. It's a pleasure. I, that like, movie's
4: just great. It's just great.
5: You know? But I guess it's like, I guess it's guilty pleasure. Maybe, <laughs> I think my personality makes it a guilty pleasure.
4: I got you. I got you.
5: Sure.
4: This is so weird.
6: This is like talking to a female version of Dusty. It's kind of it's creeping me out a little bit because he says, like, the exact same thing. He's like, it's not a guilty pleasure because I don't
7: feel guilty about it.
6: It's
4: just a pleasure. I like the movie. That's right. That's right. It really
7: is. There's nothing to so. feel
4: bad about, Steve.
7: Okay. Um. In my next question, sticking on the topic of food, what is your go-to <laughs> dessert? You guys really gave her all the, all the food questions. on. <laughs> I don't mind. We're, we're a food podcast. We're, also, we're a Packers podcast and a food we're podcast. We're a
4: food podcast masquerading as a Packers podcast, basically. So
5: can we do a dual, like, you know, I want to jump on the foodie one, too, because um, <laughs> I'm telling you, the food here in Philly, we can do some testing, and, you know, the bread is out of this world. Um, go-to dessert, like chocolate-layered cake is, like, it's not go-to because it's not easily available all the time. So, like, I guess it's not technically a go-to dessert. But, like, if I'm going to a bangin' steakhouse, I'm ordering, like, at least four-layer. Anything less than that, subpar, come on.
6: Get out. Layer cake, yes. (laughs) Don't bring any weak two-layer cakes around here. That's (laughs) right.
5: I don't want no tasty cakes in here. (laughs) Um.
6: During the quarantine period of COVID, uh, have you picked up any interesting, like, hobbies? You know, I was trying to get into, like, putting videos where, it would, like, go down the stairs and around the corner and into, like, a bucket or whatever. <laughs> Did you do anything like that? Anything crazy or anything fun?
5: Uh, Well, you kind of reminded me of something that I didn't realize, but I – I don't – I didn't download TikTok, but I started watching a lot of those quarantine family TikTok videos. Um. But, uh my favorite like and i've what I was just saying, I've seen um you know a lot of those hobbies you're talking about it's actually cracking me up, uh just thinking about it, but um, my hobby honestly, like I haven't really done much, I've just been trying to write more um on like the Jaguar report and kind of getting more stuff out there, but one thing I've noticed is like mimosa Mondays for sure. You know, I've been drinking a little <laughs> bit more, so it's a good hobby. No, for, for real though, I need, I need to I need to tone it down a bit. But um, yeah, like, but, but Momo guys, come on, it needs to be more of a thing.
4: Like oh, I hobby. agree. Your hobby you picked up was drinking in the morning, which I we we support here. Wow. We totally Mondays, support it. That's which fine. Is just, just on Yeah, no, that's the way to start it off. I like it. Uh, all right, last last question for this portion. If you could pick one person to narrate your life, who is that person?
5: Wow, that's a tough question, because um, it's like, the person really matters, because the personality behind it is something that I really, you know, is something that matters to me, but also a good voice, you know, Um, mm-hmm. sometimes there's not a lot of times where both of those kind of sync up, I I don't even know, I've never thought about this, like, I've thought of the soundtrack of my life. I've thought of that. Okay, you know what songs would be, but like, who would I pick? Hmm, I, you know, I, I'm really not sure. Just somebody with like a really lovely voice, like probably, you know, I don't know, something, somebody sweet. <laughs> like, honestly, well, I don't know. A, I've never a, thought about give it. Give me
4: a g- give give me a couple songs on that playlist. Give me a song or two you got on that playlist, Lori.
5: Um. Let the bodies hit the floor. There we go.
4: There we go.
5: <laughs> 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 the margarina. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the, the music video. What the hell kind of play with? The Steve. radio.
2: Let's
4: well, see. This is what, the play with after. This after. Steve, After remote listen, Monday, yeah, life life takes on. a lot of twists and turns, Steve, and you got to make sure you got music for all of it, so that's oh, where it comes Oh, that's now. fascinating. Thank mm-hmm. you for dropping that knowledge bomb on me. You're welcome, Steve. That's what we're the here Demon for.
5: Rhapsody, you know.
4: There we go. All that. Okay. All, the, all,
5: all, all the hits.
4: All right, that's good. That's good. All right, so we'll just say Freddie Mercury. Uh, we're going to have Freddie Mercury uh, narrate your life, and there we go. We'll find a way, we'll splice words together, and that'll, that'll be it. yeah um, <laughs> All right, Lori, amazing. Let's uh, let's get into the game preview a little bit here. So we're going to be asking a series of questions, each of us. We're going to start with
1: Steve. Uh, Steve, what do you got? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit and Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st.
6: Uh, I know he's not playing, but, I mean, Minshew Mania has, like, you know, for a year and a half-ish, has taken over weirdly on Twitter for not being like the best quarterback in the world. Like, what are your overall thoughts on him? And I have to be a just funny as much as possible. But what do you think <laughs> of his? What do you think of his mustache?
5: No, I I definitely took the you know the end of your last statement to answer the first you know six questions. So, <laughs> or, you know, just saying fair, right? Um. No, I mean, Jaguars Twitter is is out of control. Awesome, and we don't really have much else to go off of, so it kind of took off a little early.
2: Okay,
5: <laughs> that's fair. And uh, I mean, on, like he has a lot of work to do, but it's a he's a sophomore year. I mean, that's when quarterbacks are exposed, honestly. Sure. So it's you know you, you take away the defense that they had. And what they threw him into this year with a brand-new offensive coordinator, with a brand-new quarterbacks coach. You got guys, like, with big personalities, too. You know, you got Gruden in there. You got weird McAdoo, funny face McAdoo in there. Like, crazy eyes McAdoo, like, looking at you Does sophomore here,
6: yeah. uh, he's,
5: he's just crazy to look at, man. I don't even know. I just download the MP3 when his conferences come out. So, um yeah, no, I, no. Honestly, I've I, not that I feel bad for Minshew, but like, I, I it's it's a tough year for him. They have Foles got hurt last year, so this was really supposed to be his year for him to kind of come out and and like you know there wasn't supposed to be as much film as there was on him. You know he's supposed to kind of come in light, and I, I you know but um anyway um <laughs> yeah he's. It's just soft, it's a sophomore year, so I can't say I'm crazy about him right now, um, especially after that thumb injury that no. he kind of tried to play off. You know, it's like, but all these guys in the staff, I don't know how they didn't see that. You know, the guy couldn't even throw down the field 40 yards. It was it was terrible. I don't know if you saw, you know, in the last game that or no, not the obviously not the last game, but the game <laughs> before that, the one um, interception that he threw, he was at least like five yards short. On a deep ball to Shark, shark, and it was just like, you know, come on, dude, like this isn't noticeable. And he's like, oh, I've been hurt for the last three weeks, so (laughs) it's like, it's like you kind of see that in his game, especially especially recently. So there's a lot of factors. There's a lot of things going on. I, I feel a lot of different ways about Minshew, but um, you know, it's just you see Luton in there, and he's got a pretty good arm. So I, I'm, I'm really on the fence with Minshew right now. I really, I want to keep seeing how Luton does. Sarah, so what you got? Yeah, so kind of taking
7: a step back um, from the team, I'm curious, especially, you know, living in Florida and knowing a lot of Jaguars fans and uh, growing up. Kind of around the team. What does your job specifically entail, and how did you start covering the Jaguars? Because I know you you're in Philly right, now, or you're in New Jersey, but you're in yeah. Philly a lot of the
5: time. So I'm curious, you know, how you kind of hooked up with the Jaguars. Uh, yeah. So I mean, honestly, I was just a fan. Um, that uh, I was I was working at a job, um, that was you know nine to five, kind of data entry and. I, you know, I just hit thirty, you know, a couple of years ago, and I was kind of at a place where I didn't know where I was going in my life, honestly. And like, I have a degree in sports management. I played women's professional football for four and a half, five years. Um, you know, I, I'm, I, I coached on a a youth team. I play a lot of Madden, Steve. Um, and so I know the game. And so, um, you know, I. <laughs> I started posting on Twitter a lot, um, and, you know, guys just that know the game, they started reading and started seeing all all of the Jaguar fans that were retweeting me, and just random people kind of saying, like, wow, I kind of like maybe what she points out, and honestly, it just went from there. Um, I just started posting more and more and more. Um, I was getting opportunities to write for different places, um, which recently I'm... I apologize for because I haven't been writing as much. Um, and so I do a lot of posting on Twitter, especially lately. And it really all just came from there. I started my own podcast. I started, you know, doing different things in different areas of this industry just to kind of see, hey, you know, getting my feet wet in different things. What do I feel? What do I like doing? Things like that. And, you know, it, I just continue to push things out and strive to be better and learn. Every single day, and even now, I'm enrolled in the scouting academy, so I'm learning more and more. And I just that's all I want to do is continue to learn. Who knows, you know, where it's going to take me and things like that. But I'm just, you know, I want to do as much as I can. And yes, I'm a friend of the team. That was where I'm sorry, (laughs) that was the original question. I just started doing JAG stuff, and then I started doing more and more stuff in the NFL because at the time. Like, 2015 is when I started, like, posting more, and they weren't, like, getting, they weren't that good. I, they weren't that good. Um, and so, you know, they started getting better and better. Um, and so it started around 15 is when I started actually posting. Um, and, yeah, it was just kind of. Off
4: yeah, and just and just to kind of read her at the top. I mean, if you're not if you're not following Lori, even if you're not a fan of the Jags, man, you, the way you view the game, the way you kind of break down the game. Um, I know I've I've learned a lot about the game just from watching your stuff. So just if you're trying to get a feel for like what other teams are doing and just football in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you just you do tremendous work in that arena. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, yeah, uh, all right. So I guess I'll move on with my question. You you touched a lot on Minshew earlier with Steve's question. I knew you were a big fan of his. and I know the thumb injury kind of threw you a little bit. Um, and that is kind of, like you said, sophomore season. you got some film, and with that thumb injury, it's tough to tell how how much of this slump was an injury versus how much it was. I mean, he's got not the strongest arm in the world, but it seems like he's a smart guy, and he kind of understands the offense. So you don't know how much of that impacts the other. But it's only one game. I know you said he's got a strong arm. That's fun. What are your thoughts on Luton so far? What did you see in the game last week? that kind of maybe something, things that you could see him doing well or terribly going forward, I guess.
5: Uh, Well, I, I really like the velocity he puts on the ball, and it's not just about, like, throwing it really hard. It's about it getting there and the touch that you put on it. So, like, there was the one throw that he made right off the gate, and it was to Chark where there was a safety coming down, too, as well as the guy that he beat, that he was currently kind of running in front of. So it was, it was obviously a big window, but still, you can't just throw it as hard as you can.
4: Yeah, because it, it could perfectly obviously go all. Yeah,
5: exactly. And the way that he kind of like, not that it dropped in, but you know, he, Shark put his hands up on the run. He didn't skip a step. You know, he. In stride, it was perfectly thrown. And then he makes other throws on the run, like almost sidearm or whatever. Not sidearm, but because he he didn't really do that that much. But just the way he kind of got it out really fast at times, I really like to see. Um, And honestly, it was a breath of fresh air to see a quarterback take some chances. (laughs) Um, And it's not that Minshew doesn't, because he, he did before the ghost came after him. (laughs) <laughs> so it's just a matter of time or not that that ha- that it happens to him. Yeah, you know, and that's where you find out if your quarterback is elite or if it takes some time for him to be elite or he's not elite. Yeah. So it's like, damn, do I wait for that to happen? Do I put Minshew back in? Like, you know, you're kind of like on the on the you know you're not really sure what to do. Um, honestly though, because Minshew, you know, got hurt. That, that's where it's kind of tough. But I, in the end, I would want to see more of Luton before I would put Minshew back in, even if he was uh, 100% healthy, um, because of Luton's play. Um, he didn't do that bad. He really didn't. Um, and, you know, he got some touchdowns, and he almost actually came back. Uh, and the defense didn't do that bad either, which, unfortunately, Minshew hasn't had a lot of. You know, the defense hasn't really helped him at all. Um, but um, in the end, I do like t- I do like what I see from Luton so far, um, and, and I want to see him you know do better things, especially as the season goes on, because that's when the, the Gruden's, Gruden's playbook mm-hmm. should kind of expand a little bit as well. Yeah. So um, if it's plug and play, that's going to be exciting. Um, if it's not, then we might see a little bit of struggles, but then we'll really get to see who Lewin is. so I'm excited despite the opponents in the next couple of weeks.
4: yeah, you guys got a, I think I saw maybe the the toughest stretch. I think it's maybe I don't think there's any teams left with the below five hundred record, I think going forward, so
5: where are the jets? Where are the jets? <laughs>
4: Should be fun. It's fun for you guys. Fun for you guys. Uh, Steve, what do you Yeah, got?
5: right. We got to do this every year, man. Come on. <laughs>
6: it's it's actually
4: lead, that's like leading me like
6: directly into my question, so thank you guys. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, you clearly established that you are a fan of the Jags. So how has it been covering a team that is clearly in tank mode at this point? Like, I mean, were you just yelling at the TV when the Patriots beat the Jets? Last night, and you know they should they they should they should have just you know solidified number one spot for the Jags.
2: They, they did this on it purpose. Up.
6: They screwed it up.
5: <laughs> I cannot believe that. I he did that on purpose. They oh, meant did, to lose. No,
6: Belichick's the smartest man in. The, he didn't want uh, he didn't want him in the AFC East.
5: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm saying the Jets. The Jets maybe could have, you know, could, they could have won that game. I'm <laughs> um, saying they're the ones. They, they're trying to tank now. Listen, this is a fight for the bottom, my my man, okay? <laughs> this is not a fight for the win. <laughs> no, um, how do I feel about it? You know, it's, it's because Jaguars, hashtag because Jaguars. So I'm not surprised.
2: That's <laughs> fair. <Okay.
5: laughs> um, but how how's it been, honestly? It, it's been rough. Um I've been a fan of the Jags since probably like 2002, 2003. I was in middle school when I picked up the sticks. My guy, you know, picking the coolest colored color jerseys, the coolest mascot. I got the teal. Come on, teal and black. Making up your own uniform set on Madden 2005. McNabb, playing with Vic. Hey, that, that's when I picked the Jags, when they beat the Dolphins 42-7. to to seven. And they put Dan Marino in the into retirement. You know, that that's when I became a fan of the Jags. A long time ago. So it's been a rough ride. Um but it's it's a lot funner to watch them when you're covering them because like I'm emotional. Like I'm an I'm like an introverted extrovert in a way. I don't know if that makes sense, but I like to kinda have like I like to bounce things off of, you know, other people and Kind of even challenge myself. So, the roller coaster ride that I'm on with this team is on. It's kind of fun. Um, It's sad deep down, you know. But, but you know, it's it's pretty fun. It's not bad to be honest. I like it. I I can focus on other parts of the NFL as well. So, it's kind of cool.
4: That's true. Uh, That that made me somehow sadder and more optimistic than I kind of thought it would. (laughs) That was that was not bad. Sarah, what do you got?
7: So kind of on the topic of uh, tank mode, I know, like, you were just talking about, they won their season opener, then they've dropped seven straight. What is there, trying to look at the positive of this, what is the key to maybe turning the season around if there is one? And, you know, from watching and looking at the film, what is that key to maybe get the season back on track a little bit?
5: Oh, um... I don't think they want to get back on track, and I'm talking about ownership, and I'm being so serious, um, I'm, I'm talking about ownership, really, because, I mean, you, you can't get back on track this year, it's not going to happen, like, and economically, that's why they got rid of the big players, you know, obviously they would have been better with Calais Campbell, but if you think about your future with these guys, Yannick, who's getting pressure all the time, then you got Calais picking up the ball after Yannick gets pressure, and then, you know, you're letting go of, of safeties, of, you know, Leonard wasn't amazing or anything, but, you know, you're letting these guys go. Um, I, I really think it's a move more towards London, if anything, and I know a lot of people in Jacksonville disagree with me and – it's, just, it, it's based off of no real facts. This is just a feeling, okay? So I don't want anybody to, you know, go making bets on this or anything. But I do think it's a little bit of more of a London move. And just because, hey, I'm going to get one or two more games over there. Like, I get it. Um, And so I don't think there's any turnaround for this year. I think it's just about consistency and really just getting, you know, really just in the playbook, watching film, and this is really just a learning year for a lot of these guys because pre- I don't remember the stat, but they do have, like, I think, they're at least the bottom or top three of the youngest rosters in the NFL. So, you know, there's a lot of learning to do and a lot of experience to gain. It just sucks that, you know, those guys are a part of a, a bad team right now because, you know, it's it's not good when you're learning with a bunch of, you know, yeah, you got like that culture of
4: losing that that can be tough exactly. to break sometimes, yeah.
5: Exactly. That's why we you know, we're we're the rotation squad that gives out the NFL the good players. So when they <laughs> when they learn from us, you learn from the best, then you know, you can uh, go out there and explore it and go get your uh paycheck. Yes. All right, <laughs> <Come on. laughs> So, can
6: you send Miles Jack for like a fourth round pickup here? Actually, that'd something? be nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be cool.
5: I mean, well, paired with like other guys, you know, he, he's a good like role player, but
6: he's I feel like better he's than tall, what we tall, have.
2: I mean.
5: <laughs> he is yeah, an improvement. I, I, yeah, I mean, he's pretty fast. You know, he, he gets at it, but um, he's finally in his, uh, his real position. So, it's going to be even better uh, watching him because he's not a Mike.
4: Yeah, he he was flying around everywhere this past weekend. Um, was that David Johnson? The hit on, put, he put on Johnson at the flat was one of the more vicious things I've seen in a while.
2: Uh, R.I.P. Yeah,
4: seriously. <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> All right, I I hate to pile on here, Lori, I really do, but okay. So, Football Outsiders has the Jaguars as the thirty-first ranked team in the league, behind only the Jets. Now, here's where it's kind of fun: is that the gap between 31 and 32 there, it's roughly 20 points in DVOA. That so basically the Jags are just a step below the or below the Jets. The Jags are below the Jets by 20 points. That's as close as the gap from the Jags to the Chargers. That's how bad the Jets are this year. They are that much worse than the Jags by uh, by DVOA's ranking, which is insane to me. Um anyway, <laughs> so again, I don't want to pile on what are they doing? But I'm what gonna. I'm going to. I'm going to. What are they doing well? Uh, what do they do well right now? And kind of what, what players do you like watching or you can kind of project forward going for? I know you said, you know, you got Gruden as offensive head coach or offensive coordinator, terrible head coach, but he schemes up some good stuff. I know Lavishka Chennault has shown some really fun stuff. We just talked about Miles Jack. So what do you see that they do on either side of the ball particularly well or particularly – Horrible and kind of, uh, I don't know, just, I guess, talk about, talk about good or bad things for a while, Lori.
5: Yeah, no, um, it's, right now, it's, it's kind of a tough question only because sometimes they're, they're, um, they're like touchdowns, may, are, sometimes they're just off of like busted coverages. So, like, you know, are they really good at it? Like, you know, (laughs) it's kind of tough, um, but, I mean, the speed is there. Um, so, uh, definitely, like, the jet sweeps and any, like, snap motion stuff really gets the, the defense kind of, like, it makes them really unbalanced. Um, and it's happened a couple times, but only when they continue to feed James Robinson. So, you know, kind of establishing that run game is definitely the most important thing, which they tend to not do that much so, it's like they're good at, at running the ball, but they don't do it that much. So, then you're like, well, then you're not really sure if they're good at it, you know? Yeah. Because, like, they just need to continue doing it because, like, you know, the, they won't convert on, like, a third and short, and then they'll give it up. They'll give up that whole freaking formation for the whole rest of the game. It's just like, really, my guy? Like, give the dude another chance. Like, come on, like – but, um, you know, that I just wish I wish they ran it a little bit more because they seem to be successful, especially when Robinson kind of gets it going. So um, I would say a lot of the, um, like, like deception uh, pre-snap. So a lot of the snap motion, and obviously because it's more of a, it's a young team, it's kind of a college team, it's that speed. Um, so generally they'll get the defense off guard or they won't be able to keep up with them because of their speed. And then that's where those big plays happen. So, um, I think, you know, when they keep doing those things, um, they tend to, you know, outplay some of the defense, and when James Robinson gets fed and he does convert, um, usually those, that time of play, that time of possession goes up, and so, like, it's really like, you know, once they do well, then they're doing good, and I know it's like, you know, a stupid answer, but, um, (laughs) like, uh, so, it's really like when they kind of get it going, and they establish the run game, um, Uh, So, like, the run-and-gun packages, um, but it's really nothing, like, they don't really perform screens all particularly well. Sometimes the draw plays will work, sometimes they won't. You know, they'll put LaVisca in, and in one game, LaVisca killed it every time he got the ball. And in another game, he was getting stopped behind the line of scrimmage, so it's like... You know, if, if you ask me every four games, then I could tell you. And it's like I feel like, and like they they always do well. Then it just ends up bad because the defense then just gives up. You know, two touchdowns back to back, and it's just like it's it's frustrating. But the one thing that has been consistent, and I'll give it to them, the offensive line hasn't really done that bad. Um, they've had sparks of like really good like um, you know uh. <clears throat> Uh, Run blocking, so you know they've been able to kind of get allow Robinson to kind of get through, but it's only been for fractions of seconds, and so it's really about James to kind of make that one cut up field, and so they give him that opportunity, that small little opportunity, and he's young enough, he's quick enough, and he's smart enough to get it, and he's able to kind of get there. So the offensive line has been doing really well, and that's because they they haven't really had any hiccups, nothing has. Happened. There hasn't really been too many guys that haven't been playing. I don't even want to say the word. So, but they've they've been all there. They've been happy and happy and healthy.
4: That's uh, some of the abandoned run game stuff. Gave me flashbacks to Mike McCarthy there for a bit. So, thanks for that, Lori. Uh, Steve, Steve, you're up. What do you got? (laughs) Oh my God, Mike
6: McCarthy! Holy
4: crap, that's so horrible.
6: Uh, Um. All right, so for, for Packers fans listening to this podcast, tell, tell them, like, who is the one guy that they, the Packers would need to focus on on the Jaguars' defense? Like, who would be the one guy that if they can shut, shut that person down, you know, effectively block them, do, what, do whatever they need to do? But who is that guy that if they can eliminate them, neutralize them, that's, that's a key to, to really being able to do whatever they want on the offensive side of the ball?
5: So, you mean, like, for the, who the Packers need to stop? Um,
6: yeah, on the Jaguars' defense.
5: Oh, oh, on the Jags' defense. Ooh. Um. Mm.
6: Is, there, is there a guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was the question, Steve. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm feeling, feeling better and better about this game.
5: <laughs> um, When did you not feel good about this game? <laughs> oh, you just said better and better. Okay, okay. Yeah. Not like you know, you didn't switch or anything. <laughs> no, I mean no. I've
6: always felt it was gonna be a victory.
5: <laughs> but can you cover the spread, Steve? Can you cover the spread?
4: <laughs> was it that's 15, the question. Was it I mean that's the ultimate question. now, yeah. Ooh.
5: Um I would say uh if if you well who they should attack? I could say that. Who who sure. should you attack? That, that works too. Um Winger, he, they they've they've really picked on that, that linebacker like so much, man. The 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 guy they called Kid Rock, he's got like the blonde hair, it's long. Oh um, yeah, 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 that guy. Uh, they should pick on him because everybody picks on him and they do well. <laughs> um, they should. Uh, they've been picking on C.J. Henderson, the the rookie. You know, last week he he let up a touchdown. That was really upset to see. He's been playing really well until last week. He hasn't been doing that bad. He was ki- he's kind of like um kind of like a boy I don't i don't want to go as far as ramsey together but i'm all i'm gonna say is like not not his not ramsey's play but like kind of like his attitude he has his attitude and then he has like aj's like center of gravity where he's just like he's you're like he doesn't look fast but he's always there like what how's that even possible <laughs> like he, he's kind of that guy um so you know that you know he's pretty good um I would say definitely attack the safety, Ger- Ger- uh, Gerard Wilson. He hasn't been playing very well. Um,
6: oh, my god. Definitely,
5: <laughs> definitely attack
2: him.
4: Let me go to uh, these other six guys here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's only 11 starters. for you. <laughs> Listen. No.
5: <laughs> no, no, no. Um, like, no, but the- these guys have a lot to work on. You know, they're not turning around for the ball. It's like they're falling for... Easy reverses. It's like you, you have you have one job. Stay home and protect this side of the field. And they're like, ooh, a squirrel. And it's like, come on. You leave the whole side of the field open. Stop following him. You're not going to make the play anyway. Just stay on your side of the field. Because the reverse, it's going to come back. Like, you know, and some guys, they had an opportunity to step up and make some open field tackles, and it didn't happen. So I'm a little frustrated, you know, like we're one in seven, so like I guess like some of the answers are a little passive aggressive but i'm i i kinda mean it <laughs> so it's it's frustrating, um but you know we'll th- be able to kind of pick on these guys a little bit, but um i i would say really henderson is he was probably- he's probably the best defender um You know, and Miles Jack is good, especially in open field somehow. He really, I don't know if you saw the video, he just hangs on. And he will get drugged on the field, I'm telling you. (laughs) This guy is small, but he will not let go. He won't. So, you know, he's going to, I would definitely say watch out for Miles Jack. He's going to kind of get in there. Hopefully they blitz him a little bit more. They did some corner blitzes last week, so I'm hoping that they do some more corner blitzes. Um, Aaron Rodgers is kind of good outside of the pocket, so... He's good inside the pocket, outside the pocket. I don't even know how to defend him. Like, I'm really not sure. Sh- just distract him? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, but, you know, DJ Henderson, I mean, C- wow, well, CJ Henderson, <laughs> definitely look out for him. And uh, Miles Jack and hopefully uh, Josh Allen, Kentucky guy, he'll make an appearance. So I- I'd say keep your eyes open for him because um, he hasn't really done any really in the last couple weeks, so I'm just hoping, you know, this week is, you know, his week to kind of come out and, you know, everybody's watching, Josh. (laughs) Sarah? um,
7: I'm kind of curious, my last question, you know, especially you talked a little bit about this already, with the coaching and the organization and just the tank in general, do you see maybe you know, the coach getting fired before the season ends, waiting until after, do you see an organizational change? You know, if somebody asks you to put money down on this right now, do you think it happens during the season, after the season, or nothing at all?
5: That's such a tough question. Um because it's it's what you hope. You know, it's kinda like what it's what everybody in Jacksonville hoped would happen last year at the end of the season. I am not, not sure, really. We were all hoping for it. They even asked him in the press conference, Doug, you know, did you think you were going to let be let go? You know what his answer was? Well, I'm here. If it happens, it happens. <laughs> like, really? He doesn't even care. It's just like, come on. Like, and but he's not going to – Shot is not going to let go of him, Um. If, if he lets go of him, it would definitely be at the end of the season. Um, but I, I, you know, he trusts in Doug because they did get them to the 2017, you know, ASC championship. And if you think about teams right now that were good then, they're not good now. And a lot of them have cap issues. You know who doesn't? The Jacksonville Jaguars. They don't. Maybe there's something that could you know could happen with that. <laughs> so I don't know if he's gonna fire him because like he could have convinced him like hey yeah we're on the, we're on the road to do this again circle back 2017 let's go buddy and he you know shot maybe all in. So I I don't know I would pay money to be a fly on the wall to go into the future and see, but I, honestly I'm not sure because if if you think about it they're in a pretty good situation right now economically. And you know it's like this is COVID season. Hey, you know next year it could just you know maybe somehow they get Trevor, they turn it all around. Doug can go back. You know he has Jay now, mm-hmm. Jay Gruden. You know he's got Macadoo back there. If if he's gonna help at all, whatever he does, <laughs> you know maybe he'll maybe he'll help him. So, I really do not know if Doug is ever going to be fired. Like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's such a – it's a crazy feeling what's going on with Jacksonville Jaguars right now.
4: And to be clear, Lori, I don't know if anyone knows what McAdoo's been doing for like the past decade at this point. So uh... He's
5: kind of – is he a Bill O'Brien?
4: <laughs> he's a Bill O'Brien that doesn't have actual like control of the team, which is which is nice. How you want a Bill O'Brien? Just which kid.
5: is worse? Oh no no. Well, you would rather have a McAdoo that does that, true. and not a, a head coach Bill O'Brien that does that. Is so true.
4: That's true. That's
5: true. is not there. He needs to step it back up to yeah. get back on his do-nothing, you know, level of achievement.
4: <laughs> All right, my last question, Laura. You brought him up a second ago. I live in Kentucky. I graduated from UK. There's a huge push. I know there's some some Packers people really wanted Josh Allen in Green Bay uh, just because And I, I kept saying not only is he not going to fall that far, but also I never he dominated at Kentucky, but I never saw enough from him that I thought he was like a sure thing to translate to the next level. So what have you seen from him so far? How, is, how has he been doing? Have you seen anything there, any kind of growth in his game, anything you can kind of project forward, or just in general, how has he looked?
5: You know, it's – it's tough. I mean, he he hasn't really got a lot of pressure. Um but I I think it's just something that takes a little bit of time to kind of get your weight up, get your get your moves up, get your footwork up because he didn't really come into the league with a lot of variation, you know? Yeah. Like you said, he was a not not like a bull rush guy, but he's kind of like uh, you know yeah, like move, you said earlier. Yeah. yeah, like you know he he's he's a man among boys in college. So you know, that's not the case in the NFL, and it's not, you know, it's not for anybody. So, um, I think it's just going to take a little bit, because really, he's, like, the only guy that is really getting pressure in the backfield, um, like, at all. And with Yannick, at least, like, you have one guy that takes the pressure, then you have the other guy that, you know, makes the sack. It's, like, an assist thing. It's an alley-oop. It's a Jordan and Pippen. And he doesn't have that. He doesn't have anything. So... It's like, you know, you see him kind of getting better individually, but, um, you know, it's just... The
4: numbers aren't really there. He's still not... Yeah. Yeah,
5: yeah, exactly. And, you know, he was hurt a little bit in the middle of the season. So, you know, you're, you're just hoping that um, that he kind of, he's able to kind of get a variation in his moves and he's kind of able to do a little bit more. I think the second half of the season, um, we'll be able to kind of see, hey, where is this guy in terms of the, you know, the level of... But you know how good he is. I think yeah. I think we're gonna find out, um, especially in the second half. He's he's really he's playing more and more. So you know that's what's good. Um, we got a couple other guys out there though that are that are making a splash a little bit. So he has to you know keep, keep keep playing more, not drinking water, not getting injured, and you know doing everything that he needs to do. But he had a hamstring kind of pull, and we all know how hamstrings can yeah. be. So um, if anything. He may need to take another like a week off or so, but um, you know he's he's good to go. Um, but you know, I just think the second half of the season we're really going to see what kind of player he is. But well, he's getting more touch or not more touches, more numbers, uh, more snaps. You know, he, he's getting up there, but nothing special right now. You I'm know. sorry to say, he nah, hasn't really fine. done much.
4: Yeah, that kind of sucks. But gets kind of what I thought. Uh, Steve, I think you got one more question, don't you?
6: I do actually. I have two more questions. I'm going to take one off script just because I it, it popped in my head while we were talking about this. But as a Jaguars fan, have you ever seen the TV show The Good Place?
5: <laughs> I've uh, I've heard of the guy that likes. That. <laughs> okay.
6: Jason Mendoza. Exactly. That was going to be is it my a
5: question. Good show though.
2: It's
6: a great uh, show. It's, it's a great show. It legitimately, is definitely worth your time. Uh, on Netflix right now. The whole, the whole series is on there. Four, so 40
4: total episodes, right? Think, or and more yeah. than that. It was four seasons, I think about 13 episodes of Pop, and it's done.
6: And yeah. they're 30-minute ones, so it's, yeah. I mean, easy enough to get through. But, I mean, it kind of defeats the purpose of the question, if you haven't seen the show, but <laughs> I wanted to see, like, <laughs> if that was, like, a, a very accurate description of a fan. Maybe <laughs> Sarah can answer this, too, because she no. lives in Florida. No? Oh, uh-huh. she,
5: yeah, no, she would be able to more than me, uh, Definitely. But I would say no. We're definitely like more like sad, and then, rather <laughs> than like oh my not- god, I'm not gonna watch somebody, you know, somebody that I love. I need to go see the Jags. Like you know, you're not cool throwing like that.
4: Molotov cocktails at buildings or anything. Right. You're just kind of inside crying, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they're
5: they're crying about UCF and Gainesville and that they're. Definitely crying about college football.
4: Still not understanding how Blake Bortles
6: hasn't led you to a Super Bowl.
5: (laughs) No, no, no. We're understanding why they sign him for the fifth-year option. That's what
6: we're compensating. Uh, Okay, so I will just end this then with, let's say somehow the Jaguars do end up with the number one pick overall 2021 and Trevor Lawrence is available. Is that the slam dunk number one pick? Like there's, there's no thought process behind it. It's just get him. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I I wanted to double-check. I mean, that's that's what I figured, but... Yeah, I mean, people
5: are liking fields, but only because the Jets are so bad. Sure, sure. So I'm seeing more photoshops of fields now than Trevor, and people are like, I don't know what to do with this Trevor stuff. And we're just like, (laughs) hold on to it, please. We'll
0: see. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word.
4: BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right. Well, thank you, Lori. That was our, I guess that was our game preview, more or less. I think we learned a lot about the Jags and just, I don't know, sadness in general, uh, which is always fun, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, okay, I guess we'll move on from question and answer. Guys, we'll get to uh, over-under. We've got our prop bet over-under here. Um Sarah pulled ahead uh, a couple weeks ago. We did not have one last week because last week was, uh, was Sarah and Perry and Maggie and, and Janelle. So we did not have one last week, but uh, Sarah won two weeks ago, and so we are now even. So, Sarah, it's your turn for the over-under for our prop bet for this week. Sarah, what do you got?
7: Okay, so our prop bet for this week is Aaron Rodgers' t- touchdown passes, and we're setting the over-under at three and a half touchdown passes. So – I can go first since I've been going first since I was the loser, but now I'm coming back. So that's great. (laughs) Um, So I am going to take the under. I think with Aaron Jones back another week and healthy, Aaron Rodgers obviously was hot last week. He had four touchdowns. I think maybe there's a couple more rushing touchdowns this week than there was um, on Thursday night. Um, So I'm going to take the under.
4: I'm going to take the over. Uh, I think Roger's getting four. It just seems like what he's kind of doing at this point. You take four, just calmly take four touchdowns and get out. Uh, that feels about right to me. So I, I think I think over, but just barely. I think he's just hitting four. Steve, where are you at? You look like you're making a lot of faces, Steve.
6: I don't know. I'm struggling. Like, both, they both make sense. I mean, I can see both of them happening, and it pisses me off that I can't figure it out. Uh, but I'm going to take the over. I'm going to be a uh, happy-go-lucky guy, and I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers with five touchdown passes. Uh, he's gonna, oh as, as Laurie has said, the defense for the Jaguars is not very good, and uh, I think Matt LaFleur likes to appease Aaron Rodgers a little bit with the passing game. So we'll go with the uh, big touchdown numbers. So really, oh, my God, because I said five touchdown passes, like I'm not having him break a record or anything. I know,
5: but that was like, he's not mean. He's not mean.
4: <laughs> yeah, he didn't say eight. Uh, Lori's <laughs> still here, after all. He didn't want to. We piled no. on enough. I feel like, right? I mean, I'm, so, I feel
6: like Lori would throw like twelve touchdown passes
4: on me on Madden, but that's about it. Should <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that matchup now? That's what I want to see. Um, all right, so I, man, Steve, I, I actually didn't know which way you are going to go with that. I kind of, it was kind of a. Depending on the winner or loss, you want to be below uh, me or Sarah on that? And right now we've both thrown our th- hats in the same ring. So this time next week yeah. we're either both making fun of Sarah again or she's uh, lording this over Ooh. us and we, and we Ooh, quit the bro. podcast. We just quit together. Um, yeah, I know,
6: that's fair. I mean, I, I'll <laughs> yeah.
4: if she starts winning, we're just done. Yeah, no,
6: we'll just say, <laughs> she oh, can no, just, <laughs> she, she can do the whole thing by herself. Yeah, she we never really –
7: Steve's going to start telling us that he loves us again to try to get any good mojo and Colorado to come no,
4: back No, he, he's not doing that again. The pain mm-hmm. in hell his no. face the last hell time. Hell. He's not doing All right. Um, before we get out of here, we got a couple of questions. We don't know, hold on. We didn't get a whole lot of Twitter questions. Um, and most of them are just, I feel like, are one or two-word answers. So uh, let's start with an actual football one. From uh, Eli Bergovitz, which I almost didn't want to bring up because I don't want Steve to talk about it again. But Eli's question is, um, with Kirksey on his way back, do the Packers now have an underla- underratedly good inside linebacker group with Kirksey, Barnes, and Martin? Um, Steve, take it away. No. <laughs>
6: The group that can't stay healthy, can't stay up COVID, can't stay – no, no, they don't have an underrated group. Like, I get it. They've all flashed a little bit. Kirksey has been great, you know, for the one game that he played. That was Mm -hmm. super cool, which was the one worry we all had was, can he stay healthy? No, he hasn't. Barnes has been great. Been injured. Kamal Martin has been great for the one or two games that he's played. Been injured. Been on COVID. Like, no. No, this is not an underrated group at the minute. Show me over time that you're good, and then you have an underrated group. But no, at this point, you've got nothing.
4: Yeah, I feel like the time thing for me is a big one. Um, I feel like Kirksey is what we thought he was, which is pretty good when healthy, just not healthy. Barnes, I feel like is just it's. <laughs> Barnes is just better than what we've had. I feel like I feel like the only like real impact guy out of there I feel like is Kamal Martin. Like potentially. I feel like Chris Barnes is AJ Hawk 2.0 like feeling basically.
6: And if that like I, yeah. I I love like it's great and it's so sad
4: that I'm so excited at mediocre inside linebackers. <laughs> He's fine. He's perfectly fine, and that's very thrilling. <laughs> like, oh, my God, we have
6: somebody that can actually do with the job.
4: Oh, he made a tackle. That was great. Did you see him? Did you see him I him watched that the time? Tampa
6: Bay game, and I'm like, holy
4: crap, that's
6: what's supposed to happen? That's and what st- it is? Supposed- oh, yeah. Steve yeah.
4: turned into a Bucks fan at a certain point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same page. Uh, all right. Uh, snack. We'll do a snack one. Smod, Smod asks, uh, what? what's the best snack to eat while working? I'm gonna lead off that one and just say right now it's all of them. It's all it's all of the snacks. Is that fair? Yeah,
7: <laughs> I mean that's that's the best answer. But right now it truly is. It's usually you know I would pack like pretzels and goldfish. I usually like mix that. I mean I love pretzels, and so that's what I would like put in my work bag. But now like I work two feet from my pantry, mm-hmm. so whatever. Nothing is off limits. I could have Oreos. I could have pretzels. I could have chips. I Really, the options are endless. So, Dusty, that was a great answer. Kind of summed up everything for me. The
4: um, juice box goes really well with the uh, goldfish crackers and pretzels, too. So, just apple I don't slices. Care. I do that, that. that felt a little forced today, Dusty. I'm not going to lie. Listen, I'm, I'm not feeling great.
6: Uh <laughs> And then and I will got, say, oh, I'm not allowed to answer. Is that no? A, go that, ahead. That, no, please, oh, Steve, so. please. This is Dusty is hosting, and I'm not allowed to answer questions now. Okay. Oh, you finally picked uh, up on that. Yeah, pretty much. No, uh, my go-to when I'm working is always almonds. Is just that's uh, I've always got like a sealed-up bag or whatever. You know, that, that's just my go-to. That and then uh, drink of choice is always the the Lipton's green tea citrus. Since I can't have anything carbonated, that's, like, mm. my go-to jam of a, of, of a drink. So that oh, and coffee.
4: That and coffee. So bad. All right, last question. It's another food one. Again, we didn't get a whole lot from Jacob Westendorf. Now, we're going to take this and change this a little. So his, and it's a takeoff of Aaron Alice, always ask the bananas and pajamas questions. Jacob has one. What Thanksgiving side is the bananas and pajamas' favorite? Uh, we will just, we'll nix that and we'll just say, guys, Thanksgiving's coming up. Best Thanksgiving side, Steve. What do you got? See, and I wanted to answer the banana question because oh, do that then. Yeah, I wasn't oh, going to yeah. do that, but you go ahead, please.
6: No, I, I want to because you. We get this question like ever not this exact question, but we get the bananas in pajamas every single damn week. Like mm-hmm. Aaron, like we we love Aaron. She's awesome, but again. Every week we get the question. Dusty gets a question about bananas and pajamas. So those dudes look like some cannibal-looking mfers. So I'm gonna right. say I'm gonna say they eat banana bread because they can just devour that up, and they're like, ooh, I'm eating myself, and it's some creepy little like turns into some horror movie, which is also like right down Dusty's alley.
4: Yeah, mine was so. gonna be bananas flambe. So yeah, we're right on the same page. There, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I see you, buddy. I see you. <laughs> so uh, Sarah. Uh, bananas in Pajamas, or or just regular Thanksgiving side?
7: Um, I'll just go with regular Thanksgiving side, since you guys took all the fun, exciting answers. So, my favorite is macaroni and cheese, but I like when it's, like, baked. So, it's like the top has, like, crumbles. There's a little mm-hmm. bit of bacon bits. So, the middle is, like, cheesy and gooey, but then the top kind of has that crunchy crust on it. So... That, that's my favorite side. Although I'm a fan, sorry Andy, of like all of the sides. That has to be my you favorite. You
6: don't have, you have don't do have, do not apologize. Andy's a moron. You don't have to apologize. <laughs> <a moron. laughs> have to apologize <laughs> to him. Doesn't like Thanksgiving food. Yeah. What kind of? Oh my god.
4: Yeah, he'd uh, have like freaking just a bowl of Cheerios for Thanksgiving if he could. Don't you don't no, apologize, he had, that,
6: man. He had like tacos
4: and frosted uh, Rice Krispies the last time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, don't apologize. It was to him. disgusting. Uh, uh, fun
6: fact, I did make my own baked macaroni and cheese this weekend. Ooh.
4: Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, sound it was really good. Send along the recipe, Steve. I'm always down for a good mac and cheese recipe. My kids hated it, but my wife liked it, so that was always a good thing. That's good. That's awesome. Uh, Lori? Lori, what do you got for Thanksgiving side? You do Thanksgiving food. What, what? If you've got a go-to Thanksgiving side, go-to Thanksgiving food, what do you got?
5: Stuffing, I guess. Like, I'm so <laughs> That's so corny, I know. I didn't grow up with a family that cooks. Uh, everything's microwave. <laughs> but the only thing good that we have are potatoes. We're Irish, you know? <laughs> we're not, like, it's not an Italian family. You don't got the nine fish or anything. So pumpkin pie and stuffing, and then I'm good. What okay. The hell's
6: an, what the hell's nine fish?
5: Or the seven fish? I don't I not even, I don't
6: isn't know what that, that is at well, all, that all.
5: Christmas. That's <laughs> the Italian Christmas thing
4: sure sure you could have sold me on thanksgiving i would have had no clue steve has steve has a lot of interest in fish apparently that is what i learned today steve has a lot of interest in seven fish nine. not allowed to ask questions okay that's no that's fine no i was <laughs> curious as well i was just gonna i was just gonna let it float right on by uh <laughs> yeah
5: you're like hey whatever fish yeah, I yeah don't
4: listen know man from, but listen man i don't know what I don't like in... you guys are in philly yeah, I've been up to Philly before, and I don't ask questions about how they live their life up there, Steve. So I just – whatever. Someone from Philly tells me they do something, I just nod my head and go, yes, that sounds correct. <laughs> I am
6: a safe distance
4: away. It's okay, Dusty. You can ask a question. I prefer not to. Um, all right. Well, that's that about takes us. That wraps us up. So we're going to get into final thoughts here. Um, so we're just kind of – I don't know, Laura, if you want to lead off with anything you've got kind of going on. I know you've got your – podcasts and writing anything you've got this week you want to kind of you want to push at all that you've got going
5: well uh we do have a podcast over um at uh jaguars brawl um so we're definitely going to be recording that um i have something coming out on james robinson at si.com uh, nice. with jags so got that coming soon you know i'm i'm trying to just do more stuff just follow me on twitter you know and, you know it's a lot of fun
4: yeah, yeah, seconded. Yeah, if you're not already, again, Lori Fitzpatrick on Twitter. She posts a lot of clips up there, um, and it's all it's all tremendous. I know you've been doing game highlights and stuff as well, but you also do really good breakdowns after the fact with the coaches' film. So always learn a lot. So if you're not following Lori, please follow Lori. Um, Sarah, final thoughts?
7: Yeah, well, first, Lori, thanks for joining us. This was great, Um, and it was nice. I know you and Dusty have virtually been close, so it was nice to chat with you and you know hear your perspective. Um, as far as what's happening with me, I'll have a recap up on Sunday per usual. You guys have been absolutely hilarious and sending me some really funny halftime takeaways and final takeaways, so be on the lookout again for that, um, and then I'll include some of my stories, so, uh, thanks for following along, and then also, um, you know, thanks for listening in last week to the All Ladies episode. A lot of you reached out and had some really nice comments about that, so really appreciate it. It was fun.
4: Yeah, yeah, really great episode last week, um. It was you know it was weird seeing a Wednesday podcast that was under half an hour. I particularly did not care for that, but uh, you guys you guys did a really good job. Uh, it was
7: it was funny because I was actually at my parents' house because it was my dad's birthday, so I went um, to see them for a few days. And I was like, oh, we're recording a, a little different of a podcast, and I like recorded it and then walked out. And my mom's like, you're done already? Because she knows from, like the past that we've just gone on and on and on. Uh, so it was, it was
4: funny. Um. Right, I'll go. Let's I'll let Steve close it out. We'll try to keep the status quo uh, on that aspect here. So I've got kind of my normal stuff. Um, since it's been a long week, I've done a little extra. So I had a video that I did kind of showing the cheese wheel concept that the Packers were running since last year under the floor and kind of a variation to that that led to uh, Devontae's uh, touchdown this past week. That was a lot of fun. I also got uh, my normal writing stuff. So yesterday at Packer Report, I've got a couple instances of Throwing to Tyler Irvin in the flat after jet motion and kind of talk about what that could open up. Uh, today over at Cheesehead, I've got just passing concept breakdown stuff, uh, including I've got there's a there's a really cool sequence of uh, Adams running a double move off a of mesh concept where he's uh, against kind of the same coverage. They ran it early second quarter and did not go to him, and then they saw that and ran it early in the third for a 49 um, yard game. So that along with some other. Kind of just how the Packers were able to get some coverage matchups with Adams uh, matching up on linebackers, which you should not do, should not match up Devontae Adams on linebackers. Uh, but I, yeah, kind of got that going on. And then also today, I don't know other defenses what to do. <laughs>
5: uh, Steve, can you not interrupt? thank you. No, no, no.
6: <laughs>
4: this is not how we do things I'm, here. I'm
5: writing this down. Okay, Jaguars <laughs> need all the information they
4: can. Just sending this to coach. Send this to coach right now. Uh, also today I've got a um, uh, look at the pressure, the the Preston Smith pressure that caused the uh, Nick Mullins interception to, uh, to Raven Green and just kind of the coverage behind that. Just kind of looked at how all that happened. The, the pressure itself is not overly interesting. It's just Preston Smith beating a backup left tackle that probably should not have been in the game, Uh, but the coverage behind it's kind of an interesting look. So uh, I got all that stuff coming out, and then uh, we'll start this whole thing over again after the uh, the Packers win by fifty this weekend. Uh, Steve, (laughs) Steve, with Aaron Rodgers throwing five touchdowns. (laughs) (laughs) I had to get a last dig
6: in, Larry. We're almost done. Uh, not too much here, just a uh, big thank you to Lori, it was, it was outstanding, and to uh, be able to pick your brain on the Jags is a lot of fun, and I also look forward to you kicking my ass in Madden, because obviously Dusty is not a worthy opponent, so Correct. I, I, I'm very, very intrigued for you to kick my ass, so that'll Only be a lot if we of Only stream it. Oh, for sure.
2: Steve's
4: I, I Steve's I, got a Twitch, I've got, man,
6: a, I've got a Twitch, I don't really know much about it, but I've got one, it, it uh, it, it, posted with no audio because Dusty couldn't we couldn't hook it up but um so yeah a lot of fun Sarah, yeah yeah it'll be outstanding <laughs> uh Sarah and all the girls from Pack a Day it was a it was a great episode when you guys uh had our spot last week so thank you guys for doing that and holding down the Ford on the Wednesday edition. And as far as final notes go, I've just got one for everybody that's living in Wisconsin. Please wear a damn mask whenever you go outside i mean it's getting worse it's not getting better and anything you can do to help protect and keep your friends relatives random people safe that's that's something you should do so please wear a mask uh you know stay at home whenever humanly possible and and be a good human being so thank you guys dusty take it away as always go
2: Pet, go